0: To book where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. This week we're doing a,
1: an interlude episode. Um, we didn't read anything for the podcast this week, um, kind of by design. So we took a break. As Rob told me, do you remember the frightening statistic you told me?
0: I don't know. i probably tell you tons of frightening statistics. There's like, like, <laughs> like 35 books we reviewed this year already or something crazy like that? Uh, 32, yeah. 32. It's a lot of books,
1: dude. It's October. Yeah, that's a bunch. It is. That's so, more
0: than I think of all the last year.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so we're gonna we took a little break this week, and uh, we have some topics to discuss. Though, first and foremost, this is very exciting news. Would you? Would you like to break the before news before you go folks into real? that?
0: I can't believe you didn't blame our interlude on me. I was sure that you were going to blame it on me.
1: No, no, no. Everybody knows if we decided and we didn't read a book. It's because of you. I don't have to. I don't have to tell
0: people that. They know. (laughs) You don't have to. Okay. So you're just being polite. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but yes, I will will break some cool news from Broken River. A little history for our listeners. If you weren't paying attention recently, Broken River Books is the new indie publisher run by J. David Osborne. Um, He just had his Kickstarter funded for all those five awesome books we were talking about before. And um, recently he announced that he signed two more books. Um, One being a short story collection by Bookt's own Chris Deal. And I'm going to let you do the other one, Liv. (laughs)
1: Spunkwater. Spunkwater is coming to the people, man. I couldn't be more excited.
0: He beat us to it. We were going to do the all-audiobook book. Just based on live readings alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So, apparently, it's not titled Spunkwater, though. Um, It's called The Last Projector, which, I'll be honest, is far less exciting than Spunkwater. But uh, I'm still very excited about the book itself. 150,000 words until Osborne cuts it in half and makes it readable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as a frame of reference, the book anthology, which is almost 400 pages, is just... A pinch over 100,000 words. This is a hefty, yeah. hefty tome. Yeah. So David James Keaton, the
1: unpublishable novel, is coming, as well as another collection from Chris Deal. Um, Chris Deal's first collection was pretty kick-ass, and all very, very, very short. It was all like flash fiction stories, so it'll be nice to see some longer form, I'm assuming, from Chris
0: in this collection. Yeah, so did he... I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, are these... Is there a date connected to those? Are they 2014 or are they later? They are
1: 2014. Um, nothing specific, but Osborne did mention that he was trying to do the books in waves, but that uh, Spunk Water might deserve its own its own release. And I think we're just going to call it Spunk Water. So if and when we review it, we're not
0: calling it the Last Projector. <laughs> the Spunk Water wave is a tsunami.
1: That's correct. So,
0: <laughs> but that's really cool stuff. So.
1: Osborne just continues to add to the roster of what looks like it's going to be just one kick-ass
0: um, publisher and I'm very excited yeah he didn't do like what we would have done was we'd, we'd get the funding we'd say alright we got these five books that's it and then we just kind of rest on that mm-hmm. dude just keeps going he's like pushing the momentum on this pretty pretty hard yeah
1: what, what you mean to say is we would have gotten the funding and I would have split the country with the cash damn it that's right <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> what you would have done. Was sat on five books because you would have had no cash to publish it. Because I'd have been in like the Bahamas. Mexico, I bet you could probably buy
0: a bunch of cigarettes with uh, six thousand bucks in Romania. Uh, y- y- yes,
1: you probably could. I, I don't know. I Mathematically, there's probably a way to figure
0: that out. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> There's exchange rates? and uh, I don't know.
1: All right. In all our excitement, let's not forget um, that uh, J. David Osborne also signed a release from Adam, and I'm probably going to get this name wrong, Cesar, C-E-S-A-R-E. I believe he is the author of Video Night, which um, was on our radar last year, Rob? Two yeah. years ago? I guess going on two years now. Yeah, yeah. So... So, uh, so he's now up to eight, eight books. So. It's pretty nuts, dude. It is a little nuts, but it means we're going to have some uh, some good content coming for the next uh, for the next however long, I guess.
0: Yeah, just look for. We're not going to look for other books. We're just going to take whatever he gives us. <laughs> pretty much. Oh well, listen. To, to be honest,
1: we, we need to give Cameron Pierce a break. So <laughs> that's true. And Stephen Graham Jones. Yeah. Lazy Fash just needs a break. They don't want us reviewing any more of their titles, so now
0: we're going to push ourselves on the broken river. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Until they get tired of us, <laughs> we can go back to the Lazy yeah. Fash's, because it'll yeah. be like a
1: break. We're so sick and tired of you trying to review our books. Shut up. You guys don't know anything.
0: <sighs> this is what happens in Livius' head. It does. It does. It absolutely does. So, um, it is still October, and October is traditionally known as a horror month except for apparently in books right are we still having that problem yeah yeah i (laughs) so i'm thinking all right we're gonna do an interlude episode
1: like i know that i asked listeners last time i was like somebody recommend a good horror novel would you like to hear the recommendations that i got hit me all right listen carefully that's what i got for recommendations for for (laughs) horror
0: it sounded so like nothing or someone outside yeah, my apartment. Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's yeah, one of the two. Um yeah, no recommendations for for horror novels. And you know, we were talking with Richard Thomas this week. And Richard was kinda of giving us like, oh, horror has morphed into like kind of this different thing or whatever. No, you know what? Here's the thing. I just want some good classic horror. And by classic monster, ghost, you know, something. Nothing. I thought, you know, I'll just read something on my off week that's horror. Because we'll get some recommendations, but apparently the rest of the world is with me on this. Classic horror is now gone. It's no longer a genre, at least not a new genre. It's just
0: you're stuck with Frankenstein and The Shining. Like that's all you get. (laughs) So here's the question I have. I was thinking about this and like what you're looking for is like the traditional like slasher kind of stuff. Are we talking monsters? But it has to be like actually scary, right? Like unsettling. Yeah. Either. I mean, you know, that's that's growing up. You
1: know, the horror that I read was like that. They were ghost stories, or they were psycho killer stories, or and it just
0: seems like that whole genre is just gone. You know, I don't know, man. I keep thinking back to um, remember we had David James Keaton, and we were talking about how TV violence was desensitized to it because Mm -hmm. of like stuff like CSI. Yeah and it just by showing us the fake violence it desensitizes us to actual violence Mm -hmm. i think that we're just as a community like as a community what the hell am i talking about as like a country just desensitized in general to what used to be frightening no i know what you're
1: saying and i don't think frankenstein would come off as as scary to somebody who's reading it for the first time now you know like it did then but there's mm-hmm. nobody doing it. it. Basically, here's what it is. If you've got a monster book, that monster is a zombie. It's its own genre now. I don't, I mean, it's, it's part of horror, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But it's like transcended that and become its own thing. So there is a ton of zombie oh, horror out there. Um, what we're lacking is just, you know, like a good, good, you know, and I know we just reviewed a ghost story and we had some debate on that. But, you know, just like the scary ghost story. The last good ghost story I read like it was scary. Um, Joe Hill's Heart Shaped Box was that five years ago when it came out. Mm-hmm. And the first half of that book was genuinely creepy and scary and then it, it, it tapered off a little, bit. I still really enjoyed the book. but you know it's kind of like once the villain is exposed, he's not as scary as he was while he was lurking in the shadows type thing, right
0: So I don't know. I guess I'm just I'm disappointed. just I'm sad. So what do you think the last scary scary book that we had was? The only thing I can really think of is the Lords of Salem. Like that was gruesome and, and freaky. And you know what, and there were
1: some really creepy parts in that too. Right. There there were some really creepy parts in that. Yeah, I, I would have to say that was that was probably it. And maybe even one of the few like truly scary books that we read. We just and, and we haven't really tackled much, you know, genuine horror, and this is part of the reason that every time I go on the search for it, I just can't find anything that, that really jumps out. You know, is something I want to read. Like I'd like Jack Ketchum to write a new book. Jack Ketchum is a very, very scary guy. The stuff that I read, and you know, years ago um, from him, all of it, good classic horror. Richard Layman loved his stuff, but he's dead, so there's not a lot of new stuff coming out from Layman. Um, Stephen King, you know, even like I said, you know, uh, Doctor Sleep wasn't really horror. I didn't think maybe this is the new horror, as uh, as Richard Thomas was saying. You know, kind of a. Psycho, more of a psychological tension-building type thing, but, you know, even King isn't writing horror anymore. I mean, how
0: creepy is that? Like, how bad is that for the genre? How scary? Yeah, yeah so. I agree. Like, so. it's it's always surprising, and we have this problem every year, but it's always surprising mm-hmm. how difficult it is to find... You would think, like, most of the times, genre stuff is is easier to, to get your hands on, like, fantasy and sci-fi and stuff. Mm-hmm horror is just emaciated and you know really weak weak sauce dude it's funny because i recently
1: started um following clive barker on uh on facebook it occurred to me clive barker another you know horror legend his mm-hmm. last like two or three books were children's fantasy books <laughs> now if that doesn't tell you the state of horror when king and
0: barker aren't writing it i, I don't i don't know Maybe you got to step up. That's your that's your calling. We'll, we'll Just, get you a nice pen name. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll write my own scary books. <laughs> my ghosts
1: would be. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even imagine trying to write a serious character. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, very disheartening. We probably won't be reviewing a horror novel for our next episode. We'll probably close out October
0: with like a romantic comedy. I don't know. <laughs> Like a, uh, what's that one dude's name that wrote the notebook? want to read one of his Oh, books. Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that, or we could do a Wolf Gift 2, even wolfier. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in the bookstore the other day, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't even want to pick up the book.
1: Dude, I heard two old women, well, one old woman talking to her friend, and she was like, I, remember, I used to love all of her stuff. I remember when she wrote the Witch series. That was really good. She was referring to the Mayfair Witches. I didn't notice at the time. I'm just hearing her say this. And she's like, but this new stuff,
0: I, it's not any good.
1: I walk around to see what they're looking at, and they're standing right in front of the display for the new Anne Rice
0: book. <laughs> oh, man. That's probably so, even her crowd. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, the women that are a generation older than us.
1: Well, you know, you got to figure, um, Interview with the Vampire came out in the late 70s, I think. So yeah, that woman probably read that when she was thirty, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is which is a, a definitely a target demographic for for best-selling books, you know, mid-thirties women. So yeah, she was probably there buying up all of the best-selling Anne Rice books, you know, as they were coming out, and even now she's so so she's matured like Anne Rice has, but can't <laughs> get into can't get into her new stuff.
0: So. Oh, Anne Rice is writing her stuff for she's trying to go for that young crowd again, talking about iPhones all the time and stuff. Uh, yeah. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. I don't know. That's scary enough. We're going to read
1: that. Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, ah, there's this book that takes place in hell. The new Paulinick book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meh, Kind of lukewarm after reading Damned. I mean, I'll probably read it just because I've read almost every Paulinick book except for Rant. So I'll probably wind up reading that. But yeah, I just wanted to spend some time on some scary stuff this month. And now I'm
0: pouting. This is my (laughs) pouting voice. All right, let's move on to other stuff then. I don't want to linger in your yeah. sadness. All right. All right. What enough. are you reading?
1: So, having a week off from reading, what did I do? I decided I was going to read a book. So this has been on my list forever. Um, when were we When were we at Noir at the Bar? That was February of 2012, right? Yeah. So almost two years ago. Yeah, so um, when we first met Kevin Helmick and he read from Sebastian Cross, which is episode number... <laughs> I thought I'd get you, I could.
0: Nope. I thought I could just get your blood out. I, it's like fifty something. I think it's episode a long ass time ago.
1: Yeah. So uh, when I heard him read from that, I was like, I'm really interested. I'm just now getting around to it, and I'm not quite done. Um, but this is really, really enjoyable stuff. Like, Kevin
0: Helmick can write a goddamn story, man. Yeah, and so. he's he's got that good reading presence too. I remember really enjoying him. Like that was the first time we met him. So it was a pretty yeah. decent, good first impression. He's one of my favorite, um, it's the word I'm looking for, like, straight readers.
1: Like, we've seen readers that are very animated and very whatever, but Helmick just, yeah, I could listen to that guy read for hours. He needs to do an audiobook. Hmm. I don't listen to a lot of audiobooks. But if he did one, I'd probably listen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Sebastian Cross, good stuff. I, I've got, I don't know what percentage I'm at, but I, I think my Kindle said I've got another, like, 40 minutes left, so I'll definitely finish that this week. But, uh, very enjoyable stuff. So, uh, another guy and i know he had mentioned that he's working on another book and uh um he read a little bit from it at our reading at our book release party so that should be forthcoming soon i'm very much looking forward to some more stuff from him very good yeah heartland gothic that's probably gonna be next time we do an interlude that's probably what i'll be reading nice do you want to give a quick synopsis of what sebastian cross is um yeah you know what i should probably do that i just assume everybody knows what these (laughs) books are about um so it's uh, it's really it's it's kind of told through the eyes of this agent named Murray Henshaw who he, he lands his very very first client is Sebastian Cross who whose breakout novel, his first full-length novel really affects a lot of people. It becomes like a cultural phenomenon and there are people who, who love Cross and who hate Cross and hate this book, but I mean, its I don't want to give anything away, but the book becomes like a cultural entity onto its own, and it follows over the span so far, I think where I'm at is probably, you know, 8 to 10, 12, 14 years maybe of, of their relationship, so it jumps around in, in time a little bit, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a two-week story, but yeah, basically it's from Murray's meeting Sebastian and, and signing him as a client, uh, Sebastian's kind of a larger-than-life character, a little bit of a daredevil kind of like a person that everybody loves, you know, when they're face to face with him, but uh, can be a little intimidating. So it's just this great story, a lot of a lot of good life observations, I think, and observations about people and how we how we treat one another and how we react to different things. I mean, it's just lots of great stuff in here.
0: So I'm just really excited to be reading it. Sweet. Yeah. You know, while you were saying that too, I remembered that the book um Anthology release party when Kevin read he read the first chapter of the book he's working on now right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So if anybody wants, I don't know if idea, it's necessarily
1: well. the first chapter, but yeah, I think so.
0: I think he said. I think he said it was straight up the first chapter. Cool. Yeah. Because he said something like he was, he was going to look for like you know, like a good spot to to read from, him, and he just said, "What the hell? He's going to do the first chapter." Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Last year I read.
1: Um. I was maybe early this year. Driving Alone. Um which is a novella of his uh, also fantastic stuff, uh, different from Sebastian cross, but very, very good.
0: so yeah, I, he's he's gonna be one to watch. So yeah, you're making me feel bad. Uh, you're reading all the all the Helmic stuff. I haven't really read much, but and and the dumb the dumb thing that I'm gonna contribute is I really think that the cover for driving alone is really good., <laughs> <laughs> well, there, and there you go there you go <laughs> there it is
1: Anyway, rate go grab yourself some kevin helmick over at amazon oh 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 you know what else he's in
0: um what's that book called the booked anthology the booked anthology shameless plug we don't have any news about that do we
1: nope nothing at all so let's move on to the next thing
0: all right so on was it the it was two episodes ago right Yes, or three, was, something like that. It was, yeah, yeah, two, yeah, three, two, yeah I don't know. two or three episodes ago. We, uh, we, <laughs> I was feeling jealous about Livius, uh continuing to do guest spots on podcasts, and I was, I was not, and um, so I jokingly said that I was accepting auditions for for a co-host for a podcast, and then we actually decided that it might be fun to um, legitimately ask people to submit an audition tape. And uh, it was kind of a joke, but it was serious enough where, like, we actually, you know, requested that people send some in, and we've gotten one. Uh, I know we mentioned on the previous episode we got one. Um, we're, you know, still kind of keeping it open, but we decided that um, this might be the encouragement that people need to uh, kind of understand what we're looking at and uh, maybe think about whether they can stand up and try and beat this guy. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of hit or
1: miss, like, are we going to get anything? You know what? We ask for phone calls or whatever, you know, we still get phone calls from time to time from, from folks, and it's cool. But, you know, that's easy. You pick up the phone, you think of something clever or nice to say, and you do it. Put together an audition tape for a podcast. Like, if there was a call for this on another episode, now, I record a podcast. And even though Rob does the editing, I can do the editing. I could put together my, I probably wouldn't. So I was a little, I really didn't think that we were going to get anything. And, uh. I, the person didn't say their name in the thing, so maybe we'll hold off, and, and if they're the winner, then we'll, we'll we'll announce their name. But we did get this. The, <laughs> this particular, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's like a mini-sode. The, yeah, he does a complete episode of Booked <laughs> in what, I do you remember, is it like seven minutes, eight minutes? Yeah, uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I was completely blown away, and I think my post on Facebook, you know, kind of implied that maybe people would have a hard time uh, topping this. But uh, um, he, he, let's, let's just play it. I don't even know what else, I don't even know how to introduce this. Let's just let it roll.
2: Uh, 237, uh, book Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Washington Irving, and I'm Irving Washington. The book we're reviewing tonight is The Booked Anthology. First, a little about the editors. Livius Nedden was born in a cold Romanian outhouse, but didn't take him long to go from the outhouse to indoor plumbing, all thanks to his niche podcast stardom. Rob-b-b-b-b- Robbie Olsen is the king of Boys Town, and though it may appear otherwise, he is not an alcoholic. He just plays one on Instagram. The origins of third editor, Pela Villa, are largely unknown. Some say she is a being of pure light and joy, mystically bound into an earthly vessel. While others claim she was once part of the vast James Patterson Industrial Complex, an editing program that escaped and has since gained sentience, and with it morality. Either way, one thing is for certain. Her name is just funny as shit to say. Whoo, Payla Villa. Paila Villa. Paila Villa. Paila via. Payla Villa. Villa. Bella Villa. That old billing rod. How about a plot synopsis? The Booked Anthology is a terrifying tale of two book reviewers who befriend a multitude of talented authors, only to abduct them all. Ooh, that's not good. Kept in the quote-unquote Booked Studio, a converted Boys Town sex dungeon, the authors are forced to write stories for the reviewers on sick reviewing amusement. Think uh, Stephen King's Misery meets Chuck Palahniuk's Haunted we frequent nods to Murakami's 1Q84 plus a touch of uh, the flu. So, what is there to say about the booked anthology? Well, it is a book. It's actually a booked book, in fact. A book, book for the bookish. Book of the book of the book, 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 book. I don't know what the word book means anymore, so I guess we move on to quotes now, which is good because I've got one, and it goes something like this: "Quote, the stories contained within our works of fiction, characters, names, locations, incidents, and other elements of these stories are products of the author's imaginations. Any similarity to any people." Living, dead, or somewhere in between. Oh, I know some of them. Places or events is coincidental. However, this disclaimer is almost certainly plagiarized. I also have a quick word snob. The period after booked in the booked anthology. The reason I don't like the placement is it causes me to pause in the middle of saying the booked anthology. I don't even get me started on trying to write it out. Nobody understands it, thinks it's two sentences. But it's not, it's just one sentence and it says the booked anthology okay truth be told that was more of a punctuation snob but who would call me out on that besides a snob a snob snob now here's a long forgotten feature read this not that instead of the booked anthology why not read the unprintable anthology why because it's unprintable it has not been printed you will have to imagine it but when you do Pay particular attention to the bit where Josh Replinsky fucks him a chicken. It's juicy and it is salty. But the best part is, no superfluous punctuation in the title. The Unprintable Anthology. Listen to how smoothly it flows. The Unprintable Anthology. Not the Unprintable Anthology. Just the Unprintable Anthology. Like a soft soothing ocean of three words. Alright, time for wrap up and rating. The Booked Anthology is an anthologistic bit of Booked business. Using the Goodreads scale, in which one star means I didn't like it, two star means I thought it was okay, three stars means I liked it, four stars means I really liked it, and five stars means I thought it was amazing. I give the Booked Anthology a towering, hollow, black monolith. My God. It's full of stars. And now, for the real reason you tune in each week, Booked News. Unfortunately, Skip Papersley is feeling a little under the weather. He's come down with something called Brayton Cameron. I don't know what that is, but it sounds terrifying. Fear not, though, dear listener, because I have found a Trill OG to fill in. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr... Walter Winchell. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North America and all the ships at sea. It's time for Booked News. Let's go to press. Flash Awards News. And the winner is Alice Munro. Miss Monroe was awarded the Nobel Prize this week for continued advocacy for dynamite in all its destructive functions. When asked for comment, Miss Monroe stated, quote, Mm-mm, I sure do love when things go boom. Flash! Hollywood, California! In a double-twist shocker, long-time homophobe and boycott subject Dawson Scott Card has married a man! The man in question is former Liberace lover and plastic surgery voodoo doll Scott Thorson. What blessings could this holy union portend? Most likely, a new memoir from Mr. Thorson called Behind the Bugger Opera. And nothing short of utter ecstatic bliss in the offices of Lionsgate Films. Flash! Now for the movers and shakers on the New York Times bestsellers list. And the only book on this list that matters is the good one. That's right, the Bible. And if you don't believe that, then you're a heathen who deserves to be put to the sword and damned to hell for all eternity. Wow, who knew Walt was so religious? Anyway, that's about it for this week. Until next time, I'm Washington Irving. And I'm Irving Washington. And I'm A.T. Tapman. And I'm R.O. Shipman. And I'm Johnny Osserian. And I'm Cornelius. And I'm Rupert, and I'm Travis, and I'm Spartacus, and I am the Eggman, and I am the Walrus, and I am Cuckoo Kachoo. Keep, wait, what is it? Keep? Keep something, what? Keep beating? Keep bleeding? I'm sorry, what is it again? Reading. Feeding? Reading. Meeting? Reading. Rethink? R-E-A-D-I-N-G. I can't get it. Can, can we just go back to one? Sir, your time is up. What do you mean my time is up? I booked the studio for the day. And the day is over. It's almost midnight. Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the Sir, books they are
0: Alright, uh, that is what you are up against, everybody. As you can see, um, he really didn't... Uh, uh, he really didn't hold back, and, and the references that he made, um, they go back pretty f- like pretty far in our history, and he covers practically everything we do or at some point have incorporated into one of our episodes. Yeah, I, um, I did get
1: all three of us, me, you, and Pela, a restraining order. Um, <laughs> I called my attorney and had him working on it like 30 seconds in when he was talking about Pela. I was like, oh, yeah, we, we need to get her. We need to get her some type of legal protection. <laughs> but then I extended it to us because, yeah, I realized that guy knows more about me and you than I do.
0: Yeah, it was a little creepy. He, yeah, he knows stuff that I bit. don't remember.
1: But he did send something in that has production value that's that's um, equal to, if not better than this podcast. <laughs> and with more sound effects. I've told you the entire time, two and a half years, we need more sound effects.
0: Yeah, but that's so much work, man. Oh, anyway, yeah, know. <laughs> Maybe we'll hire him. Maybe he'll do my post-production. Um, here's the thing. Now you've seen what one person can do. Um, and it was impressive. Uh, feel free to send, send in your work and maybe it's something different. You know? Um, I think the thing that we love so much about skip Papersley was he was just funnier than us. So, um, you know, make it funnier, make it wittier, make it meaner, you know, try to, you know, um, try to, you know, I think that if you tried to do what this gentleman did, you, It would be a hard task, but if you kind of went off in a different direction, you know, maybe that could be cool too. I agree. I don't even want
1: to try to do what he did. No. And and we've we've done 173 more episodes of book than he did.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's right. So far, so far though, he's in the lead. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's the real reason we're doing the interlude because we just like (laughs) we're like oh.
1: How do you top you did that? did so well. I don't know. Maybe someone will. We'll see. So send them in. Email them to bookedpodcast at gmail.com. If for some reason uh, you have any trouble
0: with that, reach out on Facebook to me or Rob, and we'll figure out another way for you to get that over to us. That's right. It doesn't have to be like eight minutes or have a ton of production value. If you just want to, like, slap something together really quick that you think is cool, that you think would enhance the podcast, boom. We were just whining about how horror is dead. So maybe that's a good hint for you as well.
1: <laughs> so we need recording showing up some person moaning what they think sounds like a ghost. <laughs> it's just Sean Ferguson whispering into the phone. We're like, you're
0: disqualified.
1: Sean knows he's he's not eligible because we love Sean so much. That's
0: right. That's why he's not eligible. That's just right. I want to make sure he said that again. So Sean's feelings don't get hurt. He got a whole page in our book. He can stop crying. This is true.
1: Speaking of our book, this has been a long time coming. <laughs> through various um, issues, um, we've struggled to have a physical copy of our book available for people to purchase through Amazon. That is now over. Rob, our book is available worldwide, even even in the United States. Like we went the extra mile. And made sure that we had it available here in the U.S., India, no problem. The U.K. no problem. France, easy. The the United States not an easy place to get a book published through Amazon.
0: Now, evidently, domestic distribution is a bit of a challenge. So, God. Uh, oh, my God, we fought the good fight, and, um, and and as much as we like to see that you know someone was selling our book for five thousand dollars, until we realized that we wouldn't get any of that five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh no, I sold like three of them for the twenty eight hundred. Look at you. Look at you, little <laughs> entrepreneur. Wait, I didn't get any of that money. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to know that um, you can buy the book, ebook, um, or paperback in the Amazon store and get it shipped to you right away. This is all very, very exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I still expect that I'll go on tomorrow morning and it'll say ships in six to eight weeks. Um, <laughs> but for the time being the time being that's not the case so it's a uh, it's very good news um because you know there are people out there that own own don't own readers and don't like read on tablets or phones or anything
0: this is becoming apparent to me i thought everybody just it had abandoned had abandoned the print uh the world of print altogether but um yeah lots of people asking about the print book
1: yeah and you know i like you said we were in a bookstore the other day and i just couldn't have been less excited It just it really sucks and i know that i'm gonna catch <laughs> some flack for this I was like uh, I just I don't know. I'm much happier like on Amazon in front of my
0: computer than I am in a bookstore. I'll tell you what though. I do like having print books on a bookshelf of like the books I've liked. I like to look up and have like a physical reminder of something that I enjoyed reading.
1: Oh, I agree with you totally and and especially books that we've had signed and stuff. I I love those. Um, I don't. I mean, I'll probably open them up and look at the signatures or, or the the you know little inscriptions uh, it's, at some point. But yeah, I still just I just want to read
0: on my Kindle. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Oh. it's just the way it is, I guess. But for those of you who are the diehard print only type people, we got you covered. You can buy our book. It will ship to you directly from Amazon, and life will be pretty damn awesome yeah i mean that's that little bit you need to left to complete it <laughs> so. to complete your life
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> now not only is it available in ebook and print some pieces have started to emerge in a completely different format
0: yeah i can't tell you how excited i am about this um
1: i woke up the other morning <laughs> And saw a post and I was like "What? what is this Josh Deitch I've got like one eye open like staring at my phone and I hit a button and it's Josh Deitch reading the first couple paragraphs I guess yeah of, it's like a
0: minute and a half Yeah,
1: yeah of his story from our anthology from the mulligan and it sent chills up my spine I did not expect that
0: voice he was using sir
1: Dude, that was so goddamn awesome. I'm sure, is there a way to put a link in this post so people can go listen to it? Yeah, I'll embed it in the post for this episode. Awesome. Use that internet magic to make that happen. So yeah, absolutely. It's just a little snippet, but it'll give you a taste of uh, definitely one of the more interesting
0: stories um, in the booked anthology. Yeah, if you want to talk about creepy, Mm -hmm. it's a creepy story. Yep, but Not the only story that we're hearing audio from. Uh, we may have talked about it before. I don't really remember exactly. But Mr. Seth Harwood, author of the story To the Bone from the book to anthology, has put up... It went up yesterday, and I was very excited, and I listened to it right away. Uh, the October episode of his Crime Wave podcast features him reading his story To the Bone. Um... So if you go to crimewave.com, we'll put a link in the uh, the post for this episode. You can catch, um, I mean, it's a regular episode of the podcast, so there's some other discussion before and after the story, but the bulk of the, it's like a 32 or so minute uh, episode, the bulk of it is Harwood reading his story to the bone, which if you've read it, you'll understand why. Um, It might be interesting to hear read out loud, and if not, um, listen to it to see the type of stuff that you're in for when you uh, when you read the booked anthology I have not had a chance uh, to do that
1: but I will tell you downloading is easy because while Rob was talking I went ahead and downloaded it and that'll be the thing I uh,
0: listen to at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning <laughs> another thing too um, if you may remember Seth Harwood from uh, the wrong kind of reading uh, live reading we did on the podcast mm-hmm. uh Back, goddamn it! I mean, my my times all mixed up. It was 2012, right? The beginning of the year 2012. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AWP in Chicago. Um, Harwood read from his uh, book Young Junius, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of the same. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say it. Like, kind of like urbanish. Um, the same feel. Yeah. Same feel. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to say it, but uh if you liked if you listen to that and liked it, this to the bone story is gonna be right up your alley. Harwood really I don't know, he's just got this hard hitting style that does not pull punches at all. Yeah, no, he's a he's a, a fantastic
1: writer. It's a fantastic story. And like I said, I, I haven't heard it, but I remember the reading he did, so I can kinda picture. Like I can hear it in my head without even hearing it right now, you know what I mean? Right. I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: He and the cool thing is in the post on his website, he used, um, we're putting up, I don't even know if you mentioned this, uh, we're putting out these, um, these images, so it's like a picture, but it's got a quote from the stories, so it's a quote from the story and an image that ties into a theme from the story, and we've been putting those out as promotional um, um, things for the podcast, and he used his, uh, the one that we made for his story in that post, and the quote that we used was, the leeway or the leash lead to nothing but trouble and bloodshed and the coolest thing was i knew it was coming so i was listening to this story and i'm like i'm waiting for it i'm waiting for it And he finally says it and i was like yeah it was really cool it was really cool to like catch that <laughs> moment of of something that we found so valuable of the story in like a new very medium cool stuff. yeah very cool
1: audio man it's gonna be uh audio it's gonna be big that's all i'm saying
0: now all the other authors need to step up and start recording their stories.
1: Yep, that's what I'm waiting for for the roll
0: rolling. In. I'll do mine. Um,
1: there you go. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Smell special booked
0: episode coming. Hmm, a yeah. secret ep- extra episode.
1: I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We can figure yeah. something out for that. Um, but as you had mentioned before, it's still October, and not only is October the month of Halloween and Horror Month, it's also the Booked Anthology Month over at the Lit Reactor Book Club. That's right. We're tearing it got, up over there, dude. Yep. Yeah. Still got, what, 11, 12 days? Titus goes up, yeah. Still got a week and a half or so to get in on the conversation. Um, I imagine, I don't think they actually shut down the forums. Again, they're a little late. And you got a question, I'm sure some people will continue to check in or get notified if you comment. But yeah, there's a uh, pretty good stuff going on over there. I've been trying to like keep out because people are talking about stories, and I want to like jump in, but it seems so self serving to talk about how great some of these stories are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely
0: excited about the uh, the level of uh, contribution going on over there. Yeah, I, I jumped in once or twice when it was like answering a question or addressing a general topic, but I'm trying to stay away from like when someone praises a story. In my mind, I'm like, yes. Thank you for understanding why we love this story so much, but I, I you know, I don't want to just jump on the ass-kissing bandwagon. We did that when we put it in the book. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Well, that's all I said. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's hard because I want to. And then there's some stories that haven't come up yet, and, and I don't know if a lot of the people. It seems like some of the people are kind of reading the book throughout the course of the month. Because someone gone right. there that They said, "Oh yeah, I just read that story," which is you know kind of you know midway through the book. There's a couple stories. I'm like, why 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 aren't you talking about this yet? <laughs> I don't want to be the one that brings it up. The people. There's a couple stories you haven't covered yet.
2: Definitely discussion-worthy ones. Yeah.
0: And before we step away from Lit Reactor, I just want to remind everybody, um, kind of as a treat for everybody who's participating in the book club conversation, uh, we still have, for the rest of the month, a fifty percent off promotion going on. If you buy the ebook through BookedPodcast.com, go to our website. Go in the upper right hand corner of the website. You'll see a little red tab that says Booked Store. You can uh, choose the format you want: EPUB, MOBI, or PDF. And uh, use the code LR50. Capital L, capital R, five zero. Get fifty percent off that book. That's like,
1: that's almost half. You
0: know what you can spend the other half on? Like a latte or something to drink while you're reading our book. That's true. Yeah. So
1: do it, man. Four bucks. You can't beat it. Can't beat it. Right? You can't beat it. You won't beat it. You won't beat it. No, because we're never going to discount lower than that. So if you're waiting for the 99 cent version, you are shit out of luck. (laughs) That's right. Don't forget, I was trying to hawk our book for $2,750 $2, $2, online just last week. It's not coming down uh, not coming down from that. Yeah, so 4 bucks is a steal. It's literally a steal. Yeah, I feel like you're robbing me every time you order one. <laughs> so. All right, I think we talked enough about our book, right? At some point, we're going to have to stop talking about the book. You know that, right? But it's probably not going to be until, like,
0: 2015. Yeah, it's going to be a while. It's going to be until we make our next book. This is true. Silence. Um, Olivia says, that's not a good um, idea.
1: Yeah, moving right along. Um, So next week, I don't know what we're doing because there were no no good recommendations, no recommendations at all for a horror novel. Um, But um, by the next time we'll be recording, we will have attended an event.
0: Man, our our social calendar is filling up fast. We got... um, recently got invited by uh, Julian Grant to what, what is it? The, it's a VIP party
1: for It is his, a VIP party for yeah, VIP for people
0: a, like us We're very important
1: I told that he could invite some other people it doesn't have to be just me and you so there, there may be a couple other people this thing.
0: <laughs> Kevin Helmick might show up uh, Kevin Helmick
1: is, uh, is yeah, he's actually planning on going he has, uh, he has RSVP'd to the Sweet Leaf VIP party
0: that's right. Anybody who is not aware of Sweet Leaf, um, it is, he mentioned it briefly when we had him on for the fuckload of scotch tape review where we also interviewed Julian Grant and Jed Ayers. That's episode number 90. I know that for sure. Um, we asked him what he was working on. He said he was, he was I think, in the, the script writing um, phase of, of Sweet Leaf, which was his next feature length film.
1: And that film is complete and out, and uh, it's going to be a VIP party. I hear there's going to be booze there.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Have you watched it, by the way? I have not. I watched it. We, because we're such close friends of Julian Grant, we got um, a special sneak preview opportunity, and I took advantage of it. Dude, I
1: just tell you, I'm looking at the list. You, you haven't RSVP'd yet, by the way. Ooh. It's been a couple days. You should do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says there are 91 people going now here's what i want to know when we had our our release party do you remember how many people rsvp'd like thinking they could just show up online or listen like like people in like other countries were like yeah i'm gonna be yeah. there
0: <laughs> yeah we had people from like literally other countries rsvp that they were going
1: yeah so um i don't know Bam, but that's it's gonna be a big crowd so i'm very much looking forward to it uh fuck load of scotch tape the film was uh was fantastic um, if sweet Leafs anything close to that I'm sure that we will have very good things to say
0: um, uh, next week's episode probably so I don't think we'll talk about it not less of a musical but definitely has that Julian grant kind of grittiness to it yeah. It's
1: good stuff yeah so thank you to Julian Grant for having us um, and uh, looking forward to that. It's a week from a week from today so that's Wednesday the 23rd 23rd yeah yep the 23rd. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It is at Public Hotel <laughs> in Chicago, <laughs> I don't know why it came up that way, but did you notice that it just says at Public Hotel, which <laughs> I don't think like is a the place, name like of the place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> where you get a room, where but there's to, no, like, bathroom in your room, like, <laughs> yeah. you have to share the one down to, the hall. Like the, y, thaw the, thaw the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe it is the Public Hotel. says It is
1: definitely the Public Hotel. This, this is a little weird. This is going to have to do some, we're going to have to do some, uh. Some light internet research, public hotel Chicago. Such a bad name for your
0: hotel. <laughs> I mean, like bars used to be called public house, right? they were public houses. That's where pub yes. came from, I believe. Yeah,
1: hold on. Uh, maybe that's not. it I don't know. We'll figure out where it is. I hope. Thirteen oh one North State week. Parkway. Is this it? Thirteen oh one. I guess I shouldn't give out where the secret to premieres of this or the VIP party for this movie. It's at a public hotel.
0: That's all we're saying. Yeah, we don't want Richard Thomas showing up uninvited. Yeah, I don't think Richard Thomas was invited. Maybe he was invited. I have no <laughs> idea. And Sweetleaf again, is not the only thing on our calendars. Um, we also have, we've mentioned it in the last couple episodes, I so just want to get it out there again in case anybody's in the area and can attend. Uh, the Noir at the Bar Indianapolis event is taking place on Saturday, November 16th. Uh, With an incredible cast of readers, including Scott Phillips, Jedediah Ayers, David James Keaton, Les Edgerton, C.J. Edwards, Dan O'Shea, and I think there's still more beyond that, so it's going to be an awesome event. Uh, we'll, We'll be there, we'll be recording it, and you will be eventually sticking it in your ears.
1: So save your trouble of having to listen to like three or four episodes and just show up and hear it firsthand. That's right. Did you see how not self-serving anyway. that was? Did you see that? How, how that was, I was good. Just, I like that. Yeah, just being <laughs> generous and, and not, not, not trying to serve our own agenda. Yeah, come out and say hello. It nice would be nice to get a drink with you guys if you're in the area.
0: We'll sign your copies of the Booked Anthology. That's self-serving, yes, buddy. That's very self-serving. I like doing that. It's still
1: weird. I had to sign a couple the other day and it was a little odd. Mm. I, I'll never get tired of it. Yeah. It's weird. Like... like I want to write, thanks for maybe reading
0: this book. <laughs> thanks for buying it, even though I know you'll never open it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and if that's not a way to go out, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Until next time, I'm Livia Sneddon. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.